I am about to shock you, or at least startle you, with information you have not heard from the mainstream media. This is regarding what Biden's doing to the United States of America to dismantle it via energy policies. Hi, everybody. Brian Sussman here is The Brian Sussman Show, Faith, Family, Freedom. This is episode 191. In 2012, I wrote a book entitled Eco-Tyranny, How the Left's Green Agenda Will Dismantle America. That was 2012. Spent 11 years. I'll tell you something. Just in the last several months alone, President Biden has taken a wrecking ball to our economy to dismantle America. Just as I predicted would be taking place back in 2012. Only you, you won't. I'm just going to share a few things for you on this particular podcast to illustrate my point. I'm not a crazy man who is without facts and just opining off the top of my head. No, this, this is all factual but it gets no press coverage. Why? Because the media at large is complicit. They are playing a hiding game for this administration. They're hiding all the stuff they're doing by not publicizing it in any way, shape or form. And a podcast like this comes out and probably going to be called a conspiracy theorist. Gee, that wouldn't be the first time. But let me give you a little example. Okay, I'm going to go... Let's let's take the latest, the latest, and we'll move from there. Okay, this is April 12th, 2023. So here we are now. We're just about to move into June. Uh, May was actually a pretty quiet month for the administration, but April was a busy month. March was incredibly busy with regulations. But let's go to April 12th, 19, uh, 2023. Joe Biden released new rules to force electric vehicles on Americans. The New York Times even pointed out this in a story that the EPA is putting together and releasing rules. This is no vote of Congress. These are rules coming from a government administration. This is what we oftentimes refer to as the deep state. Unelected bureaucrats in many cases with jobs for life, are creating regulations that have the same effect as law. And the only way these regulations can be changed is for a new administration to come in and say, nope, get it out, nope, scratch it, nope, don't want that, Mm, toss it, which is exactly what Donald Trump did. But on April 12, 2023, Biden released new rules to force electric vehicles on Americans. New York Times noted this. The EPA is releasing rules intended to ensure that electric cars represent up to 60%, actually 54 to 60% of all new cars sold in the United States by 2030. Friends, that's seven years from now. By 2032, they want 64 to 67% of all cars electric. The technology is just not there. Now, I have quite a few friends, and gosh, maybe you do as well, and maybe you even own an electric vehicle. You know the inconsistencies in these vehicles. Uh, Sure, they're 
prolific in the San Francisco Bay Area. They're kind of like the club car. If you want to be in the club and show you care, you drive oftentimes an electric vehicle. But take that same vehicle to Minnesota in the winter. A lot of these vehicles have four-wheel drive, but I'm just saying the battery range in the cold. Take them into mountainous regions. The battery range in the cold and with mountains. And then there's the grid that nobody wants to talk about. Can I tell you something? On a hot summer day in California, last summer, you would see the signs posted above the freeway. Paraphrasing, they said something like, if you own an electric vehicle and you're going to charge it, make sure you charge it between, I think it was like between 8 and 8 p.m. and midnight or something like that. It was ridiculous. They were, they were telling you because of the demand for energy during peak hours, delay your charging to another time period. They want us all to be driving these things. The purpose of this new EPA regulation is to essentially regulate cars with combustible engines out of business. They're going to regulate them out of business. They're going to make the rules so stringent that car companies will just not be able to comply. It's a de facto death knell. Today, we have less than 6% of, of the cars on the road electric, despite, by the way, enormous tax credits of up to $7,500 per vehicle. The federal government is also providing tens of billions of dollars in subsidies to the battery producers. So federal, in order to make the batteries more affordable, to make the cars more affordable, the federal government is subsidizing battery producers like Panasonic. Tens of billions of, subs, of dollars in subsidies. And they're also offering prime parking spaces to electric vehicles with charging stations at nearly every shopping center in America. The federal government is paying for this stuff. So this ruling from the Biden administration on April 12, 2023 would result in a complete transformation of the automotive industrial base and the automotive market, whether Americans like it or not. That's friends. That's not Liberty. That's tyranny. Let me go back to March 31st, 2023. This is all the rage. New York State banning gas stoves in new buildings. New York's going to be the first state to pass a law banning natural has has been the is the first state to pass, pass a law banning natural gas and other fossil fuel hookups in new buildings. Why? Because they want to meet President Biden's new net zero carbon goals. Now, this is this is a joke because you're getting rid of gas, natural gas, and everything goes all electric. But it's a ruse because the electricity in most of the grids around the United States comes from a, a large percentage of the, or the lion's share of the energy comes from natural gas. <laughs> it comes from natural gas or it comes from coal or maybe nuclear, and just a small percentage comes from, uh, from solar and wind. And at night, none of it comes from solar. And on windy days or calm days, none of it comes from wind. Do you see what I'm saying? This is a joke. So if they can get everyone in natural gas, here, here's off natural gas. By the way, here's why I like natural gas. 
because in the event of a power failure, you can still cook. In the event of a power failure, if you, if you have the right kind of setup, you could actually keep your furnace going in the winter. Okay, let's go to the next rule. This is from the EPA, March 17th, 2023. It's cleverly named the good neighbor rule, the good neighbor rule. So what the EPA is doing here is there are tighter constraints on emissions from 23 Midwestern and Western states that use coal and natural gas. It's a good neighbor rule. They say, well, it's a coal plant. It's a natural gas facility. Uh, they release admis- uh, emissions. Those emissions cross state lines. And uh, therefore, we got to clamp down, clamp down. What is this aimed at? This is aimed at first killing coal, king coal. And by the way, there are ways to harness coal, not just efficiently. Coal's in a, a very efficient power source, but there are ways to do it cleanly as well. You can do this in a, in a clean fashion. The technology is there, but they want to kill coal and then they're going after natural gas. And when you get rid of natural gas and you get rid of coal, I don't know what you're going to do because solar and wind always need some kind of a backup. Usually it's natural gas. Are you going to allow for more nuclear? No, these people don't like, like nuclear as well. They want you to live in a world where your carbon footprints get smaller and smaller and smaller. And suddenly the idea of living in a 2,500 square foot house ain't going to work. They want to get you down to a tiny house or a condo or a little apartment. Whereby just like in other parts of the world, they will regulate how much energy you get during the course of the 24 hour day. They'll turn it off, they'll turn it on, they'll do whatever they damn please. And guess what? There will be a lot of people in this country who say, cool, I'm green, love it, virtue, bring it on. Okay, let's continue in March. Let's go to March 10th. Oh, Biden's offshore oil and gas lease plan. There's a lot of oil and there's a lot of gas offshore. It can be harvested very easily, safely, without problems involving leaks, etc. We We do this all the time. We become really, really good at it. American technology can do this. There's so much oil and natural gas offshore. We, we would never need, there's so much oil and natural gas offshore, onshore. We would never need anybody's oil or gas in the foreseeable future. So much. It's, it's God's gift, quite frankly, to mankind. All of this oil and gas underneath our own soil. But Biden's oil and gas offshore lease plan. Uh, this, this will create a five-year delay, which will keep any exploration from taking place in some of the most prolific oil and gas fields offshore. Now, that was March 10th. March 14th, he just continues. Biden withdraws more area of Alaska from oil exploration. There's so much oil in Alaska. Major restrictions on offshore, offshore oil leasing in the Arctic Ocean and across Alaska's North Slope. 
they are creating a firewall to prevent future oil leases in an area of Alaska known as Willow. The Willow Project, by the way, if it were ever approved, would take place inside a huge petroleum reserve, which is located about 200 miles north of the Arctic Circle. No one's ever going to live there. No one ever visits there. And yet we would do this in a very, very responsible manner. And there would be oil, 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 and also jobs, jobs, jobs. But with the Biden administration, no, no, no. And so it goes. Here's another one. This is January 17th. You've got Richard Trumpka Jr. I think he was in charge of the, was it the AFL-CIO? He's a, one of Biden's commissioners proposing a ban altogether on gas stoves across the United States of America. And, and his justification literally was that gas stoves increase respiratory problems such as asthma among children. There is not a shred of evidence to back that up. Nothing. It's a myth promoted by environmentalists whose real agenda is not to reduce asthma, but to ban natural gas. My gosh, I remember when many metropolitan areas in California just a few years ago started buying these incredibly expensive buses for their bus programs. And they have these bus programs. And by the way, all the, all the cities in California that have the bus programs, and they do, I think just about every city has one, I do every city of note, you look at these buses, nobody is on them. A huge bus, sometimes it's, a, it's one of those double cab buses. It's like huge, two huge trailers practically. They could probably seat 75, 100 people. And you'll see two people in these things. But on the outside, in big, bold letters for all to see, runs on clean, natural gas. Just a few years ago, that was the thing. And these jurisdictions spent, I don't know what these buses cost. I'm guessing they've got to be a half million dollars a piece. They run on natural gas. Clean, natural gas. Now, natural gas has become the enemy. What's going on here, friends? They're trying to control us. They're trying to limit the amount of power in the grid to better control our lives and to cause for a wrenching transformation of society that will force us, force us to make changes in our lives. And by the way, the wrenching transformation quote comes from Al Gore. He said that many years ago, we're going to need a wrenching transformation. That's what he said. <laughs> the net, oh gosh, net zero. I just, I love this. I love this. California, net zero. You want California's net zero? California was the first with this net zero plan. You know, no carbon dioxide from any energy sources, which would either mean all solar, all wind, impossible. Nuclear power, which the Greens don't like. Or hydropower, which they also don't like because it's intrusive to the natural atmosphere, a natural environment. But Californians have, California regulators have approved a plan to reduce the state's carbon dioxide emissions by 85%. 85%. They'll call that carbon neutrality, meaning the state will remove as many emissions from the atmosphere as it emits. 
So they're going to reduce fossil fuel demand and what? Plant trees. This is where we are today. Now, in my next podcast, I'm, I'm telling you where I want to go. I want to go to sustainable development. I really want to read some of my latest thoughts to you on sustainable development because these are thoughts that are uh, rumbling around in my brain that I'm putting into book form. But sustainable development. Here's just a little tease. We'll talk about this in greater length in tomorrow's podcast. Yeah, tomorrow's podcast. But if I were to ask you to define sustainable development, I'm just curious. I, I obviously can't hear you right now, and it's not like I'm taking callers, but what would you say? Sustainable development. What would that mean to you? Unless you've been educated in a university in the last eh, 10 or 15 years and, and majored in, in environmental science, you probably can't answer this question. But you would say things like, oh, recycling, solar energy, wind energy, uh, no more natural gas, electric cars, protect nature. Maybe you'd say organic farming. Sustainable development is a craftily designed metaphoric term designed to evoke buy-in. It's a rhetorical illusion. Sounds great on the surface to the rank and file. Yeah, cool, man. Sustainable development, protecting the environment. I am in. This, this term was not randomly pulled out of a hat. It's a slogan that brings to mind a myriad of appealing intentions just as anticipated. However, however... For those who understand the real motives behind this phrase, it's, it's code. Their answers to the original question are significantly more refined. They would say equity, social justice. Now, stop for a second. You're probably saying, well, Brian, what was the question again? Please define, define sustainable development. What comes to mind when you think of sustainable development? Well, to those who know the code, they would answer Equity, social justice, the end of capitalism, meeting the needs of the present without compromising the future. You see, things like recycling and solar energy and wind energy and no more natural gas and organic farming and electric cars and protecting nature, those are all the fruits. Those are the fruits of sustainable development. But equity, social justice, the end of capitalism, meeting the needs of the present without compromising the future, those are the literal intentions of sustainable development. You see, climate change, climate change is the brand, sustainable development is, is the slogan. It's kind of like Nike is the brand, the Greek goddess of victory. And the slogan is, just do it. It's like Target, you know, the retail chain. Target is the brand and the slogan is, expect more, pay less. Climate change is the brand and the slogan is sustainable development. And it sounds, sounds okay. Yeah, sure. Oh, really? Until you know the code. Equity, social justice, end of capitalism, meeting the needs of the present without compromising the future. Now, some of you say, well, what's wrong with equity? What's wrong with social justice? 
uh, well, once you understand those terms, then you will know the rest of the story. And with that, I'm going to tease you for tomorrow's podcast, where I think we're just going to dig into this a little bit more. BrianSussman.com is the website. Brian Sussman Show is my Facebook page. And also for daily doses of inspiration, it's Brian Sussman Show on Instagram. My friends, thank you so much for joining. If you liked this particular podcast, please share it and uh, just make sure you like it. And we'll see you next time. Thank you so much.